welcome back to another episode of your favorite sporting podcast or maybe even your favorite podcast in general it is hockey the podcast we are back apologies we took a a week's break to go play some golf but uh, we are back talking about the best sport in the land it's uh Hard to believe that we are now at episode 60. It was just the other day that we were celebrating the milestone of reaching the half century, but uh, that now feels like uh, a lifetime away, given the, the amount of guests and the quality of guests that we have had on the show since then. But once again, uh, we move from one to another, another superstar waiting to chat to us. But before we do, let's chat to my partner in crime, as always, Tyron Jabu Barnard. How are you doing, Ty? Good afternoon, Derek. It is an afternoon while we're recording. I know uh, when people listen, they have been asked, uh, can we not do a timestamp because they different, listen at different da- times of the day? But uh, no, we we have to. It's, it's <laughs> disrespectful not to greet each other. So good afternoon. Yeah, and uh, it's nice to see you on a hockey recording rather than a golf course again. But looking forward to seeing you on a golf course as well again pretty soon yeah yeah uh, look i mean the, the day's still a puppy let's be honest it is the afternoon so what got about another seven hours uh, before the sun goes away so that's what two rounds of golf well no a half a round uh, the way i play let's be honest uh derek don't don't, don't sell yourself short you are an entrepreneur who gets value for money when he plays golf. <laughs> ah thank you very much time but enough about golf uh although we do tend to talk a hell of a lot about that uh, of the late uh who do we have on the show today ty yeah so it's episode 60 and we've gone with someone who despite uh the abuse that i gave him when i was commentating on an exhibition match decided he still wants to chat to us it is one of south africa's indoor hockey current uh, stars who played part of the the series victory against um switzerland uh, he is also the darling of many and we will ask him all about having his own featured song from the from the crowds that follow him all around it's uh, none other than stevie p stephen Paolo. hi you steve How's it, Jabu? How's it, guys? Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, look, it's about time. We've been uh, chatting about getting you on to chat all things hockey, chat all things Northerns for a while. Um, we just haven't managed to have the stars aligned properly to do it. But yeah, I mean, Stevie, I mean, the most obvious place to start is the fact that in 2019, you got a national call-up in indoor hockey you got to play against switzerland and in all truth uh, with no disrespect meant at all to our teams you weren't really expected to cause them too much uh, of uh, stress we were hoping that south africa would go there and challenge and and compete but not only did we do that we went and won the six match series five nil um and you played a, a big part in that i mean take us through that opportunity of being called up to your national team of uh representing your team standing on the the field singing the national anthem i mean it must be everything a youngster dreams of yeah tyron i'm actually getting goosebumps right now i'm thinking about the first time that we um well myself and chatty because he's obviously a close mate of mine we stepped out on the pitch and the national anthem's playing um and myself had to take a big deep breath because i was like just don't shake on camera, Steve. Just don't shake on camera. So yeah, it was big goosebumps for that. Um, 
I think I got, I had an inkling that I was going to get selected a few weeks before they announced the squad because I got a, a random message from um, one of the Saha um, management and they sort of asked like why I wasn't, um, why I was injured or unavailable during the one part of the year. And I was like, this is a really odd message to get at um, this time of the year, considering I haven't had contact with anyone for like a while. And then I sort of got my hopes up from there. And then obviously the team was announced and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what are you going to do, Stevie P? This is a dream come true. And then it's kind of surreal, it's surreal, it's surreal. Um, I tell my family and friends about it. And you're like, okay, cool, this is cool. Then we get to Durban. No, not to Durban, sorry. Yeah, Durban's the first place we get. And it kind of hits us on the first night. Uh, Darby coach David Joshua kind of gets us together around the brow with um, Ryan Hack. And we get a nice like kit presentation done and then we get the green and gold kit handed over to us and then <laughs> Shadi and I are like two little kids we go back to our room start taking photos together I'm like Shadi are you, which which kid are you sleeping in the shorts or the shirt bro <laughs> so we were like two little kids um yeah it was epic and then obviously again goosebumps when the the, the national anthem starts playing and it really hits you and you're like oh my goodness there are people watching me now and I can't let them down um, and these people like are supposedly so much better than us according to history. Uh, don't mess this up. That's sort of the mentality we had. And then we didn't. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was a series that uh, will be remembered because, uh, you know, after the slip and slide that was uh, Danville due to the unbelievable circumstances that happened with the rain and the uh, um, and everything else, but uh, ultimately, uh, you know, it was a series that after a draw, we went and won every single game. I mean, at what point along the series did you guys, as a team, start talking about the fact that we're here to win this? So we kind of, I think, we we really took it game by game. So first game, we just said, well. There's, let's kind of take a swing and see where, see if we we hit something, and then we kind of did, and then the next game we did the same thing, and then after the first like three games, I think everyone kind of went, hey, hold on a second, um, we got the upper hand here, um, but we still try to keep the pressure off of us, off of ourselves, and we just again game by game we're like let's go for it and then in the final game i think was the 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 time we said okay we're going to put some pressure on ourselves to go through this undefeated so um yeah it was very much a, a situation where um we rebuilt every single game also the team changed a lot so we had lots of people having having their debuts i think we had like um 14 15 debuts in those six days so everyone was really 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 over eager to put out a performance which i think also helped steve tell us about your time as a quacker helped with your your indoor ability quacker yo the quackers have such a big place in my heart um we started we started there uh when were we 14 yeah and under 40, we started there and we had, a, we had a really good side for, I suppose, for a very small province. As you know, Easton's 
are quite a, we're still up and coming, we're still growing. So we sort of, we had a really good team though. So we're dominating everyone in Easterns. And I remember one day I kind of went to the coach and I was like, come on coach, you've got to give us a challenge. And it was Tebs and Jason Voigt. And Tebs and Jason Voigt looked at each other and they sort of giggled because they obviously knew what was coming for us. And Tebs looked at me and said, Stevie, don't you worry, you'll get a challenge. Then I think it was a tournament in four ways. Um, we played Brandon James and Dario Lorenko. They had been playing indoor for like three or four years, years already. And it was our first season at indoor. And we get on the field and I think they gave us like 13 or 14. We may have scored one goal. And then obviously I walk up my tail between my legs to go, go to Tibbs and say, sorry, Tibbs. <laughs> we, we, got, we got some good competition, yeah. Um, and then we actually went to PSI and similar things happened. I mean, we played uh, Ryan Crow and I think Ryan Julius must have been there for the Seals. Same thing happened. They must have given us about 16 or 17. That was in our first year. Then we just grew. The second year, under 15, we, we gave it back to them. We, we made it to the finals um, quite remarkably. I think we scored at least five or six goals in every single game. Um, and we sort of made the semis every single year until under 18. But unfortunately, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't make a, uh, crack the gold medal. I remember the last year, because um, it was a journey, man. Yeah, we had some fun on those teams. Anyway, the last year, um, we're in the semi-finals, and I think we're like 4-1 up against the Seals. Um, and uh, Kyle Marks was coaching us, and we, we decided now, okay, we're on cruise control. And I think it was like a few minutes before halftime, uh, one of the guys smashed the ball from the halfway line, and it cracked my, my right ring finger. So I had to go to hospital, and... I'm sitting in hospital waiting for for the guys to get the results back. But by the time we got the results back, I was on another planet because they gave me some morphine for my finger. But by the time that wore off, I was very, very upset to hear the news that we let our 4-1 lead slip. And I think that was our best chance to win win PSR, man. But yo, I can't tell you the, the memories that we have with Zeet and Jason and Tebs. I can actually talk, we could have a podcast just on our first PSR, um, Derek and Tyron, and I think we could, we'd have some good laughs. Well, well, well I mean, Steve, tell us, uh, don't hold back, because, I mean, that's, that's one of the beauties of this, is that we like to go beyond matters on the field, and, and we try and always eke out info behind the scenes, and, and some players are a lot less receptive than others. I, I, I'm taking you fall in the latter category. Um, so by <laughs> all means, uh, tell. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite stories, uh, and I wish, I wish Boiti was sitting next to me in Tebs to tell the story because they cracked me up in their time. We're under 14 and we go to Cape Town. We're staying in the UCT hostels. Um, I think it's like the the fourth PSR, or fifth PSR, um, and it's our first time there. And next to one of the, the hostels is, a, is like an artificial soccer pitch. And Chaddy Futch gets, hand, gets his hands on a whistle. And he's, he may have been egged on by Mr. Voigt and, and Tibbs, and he climbs in a tree and Tibbs says, Chaddy, you are now refing this game. Whatever you say goes. So Mr. Voigt and Chaddy are chilling in the tree. I mean, no, sorry, Mr. Voigt and Tebs are watching the game. Chaddy's in a tree behind the goals. 
And these guys are, it's, it's not a professional game, so it's amateur. So, you know, by the 30th minute of a football game, an amateur football game, everyone just wants to kill each other already. Refs are rubbish. Some guy's broken through the attack. He's one-on-one with the keeper and you just hear a whistle. Brrr, everyone stops the game. Guys are swearing at the ref. What's going on? Chaddy is packing out, laughing in the tree. <laughs> Mr. Boyd and Tibbs are killing themselves on the side. This ref's about to die. Ref says, it's not me. It's not me. Play on. Five, ten minutes later, Chaddy does the same thing. Oh, <laughs> I think Chaddy, Chaddy must have uh, must have been a little bit afraid for the ref's life after the second or third time he did it um, because he jumped out of that tree and ran before anything happened to that ref. Adieu. <laughs> oh, man, that is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, and, and so Chad has featured on the podcast. It was one of the, the few where Derek was away. Uh, well, actually, I was away with the IPT and I chatted to Chad. And I mean, Steve, you, you bring up Chad a lot because obviously the two of you, the Eastrand Boykies, I mean, along with current national captain Jethro, another Eastrand Boykie. Um, and, you know, myself, I'm an Eastrand Boykie, so it's it's uh, very close to home for me. It's, it's interesting to see that uh, the Eastrand is starting to reap its benefits. I mean, we were known for years as... Uh, the baby brother of Southerns or Northerns or, or whatever. But, you know, now there's you and Chad in the national team alongside Jethro. There's a couple of players punching at the door just below and, and obviously massive demand. I mean, what do you think it is about Eastern Gauteng that uh, makes them so plucky and, and makes our indoor hockey so good? And uh, don't bring up anything that I did when I was on tour with Eastern Gauteng because I'm not <laughs> podcast anymore. For sure, I'll keep I'll keep that to myself, Jobs. Um, so one of the things we kind of oh we pride ourselves in in the East Rand is um, we quite we quite resourceful. Give us whatever it is, and we'll make we'll make the best of it. You know, if we have to beg, borrow, and steal shinies, tackies, a stick, and a court to make sure we prep for RPT or PSR, we'll do it. If we have to train on grass fields, no one will complain. We'll go. We'll, pack up our bags, go wherever we have to. And I think that's um, that's really a big testament to the, the mentality behind the guys from the East is always just, just make a plan always. And um, with that also comes the, the classic hardness of a, of a proper East Rand foot. <laughs> um, you'll never have, I don't think you'll ever play Easterns without someone getting nice and loud and perhaps too loud and threatening someone else for some other reason. Um, and obviously with that mentality, as you grow and get a bit more mature, it really helps um, balance your game out. So yeah, there's something there that really works. I mean, if you look at the players coming past uh, or after us, we've got Duncan Gross, who's a tremendous talent. Nathan Gross, another tremendous talent. We've got Josh Brains, who's now in, in Pretoria playing with us. Um, Cameron Danzi, who's not playing, and I'm very disappointed. He's unreal. Um, I think there's so so much that comes out of the East Rand that's really, really good. Um, now, sort of, I'm making it a bit of my problem to try and make sure that there's less disconnect between players leaving school and um, not playing hockey out of school. Because that's a big... I mean, it's a little bit sad for me because I love sports and I love hockey and I wish everyone played as much sports as they could um, like throughout the year. I think it's just so good for you as a person. Um, but obviously each their own. But I really, really 
do my best to try and get as many people involved, especially from my, my hometown in the East. If I hear someone needs something, I'm just like, come on, bro, just let's, let's make a plan and get you playing again. Um, so yeah, Stephen, lots of, lots of good from the East. For, for the, the uninitiated, I mean, we've spoken about quackers, but tell us a, a bit more about who is Stephen Powell and how you came to be in the position where you are now in terms of a very, very highly skilled hockey player. Okie dokie. Okay, Derek. Um, so it started in year 23 and something years ago. My mother, no, I'm joking. I'm not going to go that far back. Um, yeah, I've always, I've always been a sportsman. Sport has been something that I've been passionate about since I was like, I think like three or four. Um, and then when I got to high school, I kind of focused more on, on hockey than I did soccer. Soccer was like my first love. And then I was sort of dwindling from about grade 11 to maybe second year. I was kind of dwindling between like hockey and soccer. And I was always wondering if I was going to go back to soccer. And then eventually at some point in my third year, um, obviously I was playing both. So I was getting a high, high level of coaching. I mean, Voity was coaching me for like, he coached me for five years, which is really the crux of it. He taught me everything I needed to know. He gave me the base to be a good hockey player. And we put in hours and hours of work during normal training times and after hours. I mean, there was times where out of, Jay's own goodwill, he'd come and um, coach us at like half past five in the morning um, just because we wanted an extra session. And my brother as well, like um, I, if I wasn't having a fun time at home, I'd just pick up the phone and call my brother. We're not going to sort of say, listen, Dino, please will you take him to the Astro? And from he'd drop whatever he is just so he could help his old brother get a little bit better on the hockey field. So, I mean, those, those hours that we spent as a youngsters with the good people we had willing to put input into our lives that I think really made me a, yeah, a really good hockey player. Um, so that's where it started. And then obviously going to varsity, having people like Guy Elliott, um, then take me to the next level, uh, also helps. So there's so many things. It's, I think it's a lot more complex than just saying it is what it is. But at the end of the day, um, you have to put in X amount of hours to get the outcome. Um, and I really think I've put in those hours, which is why you see the things that I'm able to do on the hockey field. I mean, if I look at now as a player, I'm always, um, like when I look at Diane and, and Muzium, like for me, I get a bit complacent now because I'm like, oh, there's not much more I can do. And then I see Muzi and Diane, they're putting in the extra yards. And I'm like, actually, Steve, um, if they can do it, you can do it. So now having people like them around to really push us um, to grow is also such a tremendous, tremendous help because you're like, actually, there's, I can get even better now. It's not the end. Um, yeah, Steve, I mean, you, you've brought up Diane and Muzi, and I mean, you, you, you play alongside Jared and Jethro and Ryan Julius. I mean, obviously, currently the national men's squad, 23 players. Uh, we know that only 12, maybe even 11 will uh, go to the African Cup. I mean, what are, you, what are you doing to try and differentiate yourself while still supporting the team to make sure you're in that final? Um, Tyron, I, so it, in lockdown, that's when I, I sort of took my, 
my preparations even more seriously. So I spent a good amount of time trying to get my habits in place so that I can just be a, a well-trained, consistent athlete and reliable. So if whoever the coach is, they can just say, I need Stevie to do this job and I trust him that he can do it. Um, and then, yeah, just be, just be a good example and buy into the process, do whatever I need to do to make the team a little bit better. That's, I think that's all, about all I can do. Um, the rest is up to, to the coach really to say if I'm part of the best picture for the South African team in AFCON and in the World Cup. And I hope that, that I am. And if I am, I'm going to continue to give my all. And if I'm not, I'll still continue to give my all because um, at the end of the day, it's not uh, the 12 guys going on to the World Cup and to AFCON are, are part of a much bigger picture. There's a huge process behind us going to, to the World Cup. So yes, the 12 people going going to the World Cup will be the, the faces of, of SA Hockey and will show like, the results of a huge process that I'm very grateful to be have been a part of and to keep being a part of. So I'll keep doing whatever I need to do to make sure that if I am one of those 12, great. That'll be a dream come true. If not, well, I have to deal with that disappointment, but make sure that we um, that I keep the, the, the grades are good in mind and we keep driving forward. Uh, look, I love, I love the attitude. I think, uh, you know, uh, I, I've watched you play enough to, to know that you are definitely knocking on the door of that 12, if not already there. And then if you keep up the work, and, uh, I mean, it was very clear on, on social media that you were one of the hardest working players during lockdown. So, uh, you know, I think it's great. I, I also think, know that you've taken that same work ethic into your approach of, of coaching and uh, helping build stuff. And, and obviously, um, alongside uh, Quibi and Co, you are very instrumental in, in helping launch and, and grow uh, indoor hockey up in Pretoria side in Northern Gauteng. Tell us a little bit about uh, your adventure. Thanks, Tyron. That has been another massive part of, of this year. Specifically. Actually, I think it's been instrumental in my road to making the World Cup side. Um, Kobe put a lot of input into giving me enough opportunities to train and play. Um, and as I said before, you just need those hours behind you to, of quality training to get you skilled enough to play in a side like this. And then slowly but surely, I got involved in like running things and helping with the coaching. Um, and then at some point, like it's always been a massive dream of mine and, and goal of mine to use sports to like uplift communities. So at some stage, Kirby had mentioned this as well. So I, I stuck around and put in a bit more yards at like an office. And then eventually we kind of said, okay, let's, let's take this. Twine Titans franchise and make it as big as we can and then use it for the greater good, you know. Um, see if we can get someone who who's just not as privileged as, as we are and, and get them to have the same opportunities that we have. If we can do that with one person, then um, that'll have made the, all the hard yards and the late nights, early mornings worth it. So that's our goal on the development side is um, we really, we really want to things in place so that there's you know people can benefit it more than hockey just in life you know that's the one side of it um we're gonna work now we're starting on wednesday to go and start off with our outreach at tut 
Um, so that's very exciting. It's a big week for us to to launch that. Um, we got some some cool people involved there um, to support. And yeah, so our project is Boitabello. That's our development. And yeah, that's what we that's our next focus now. But then, Twine Titans. I mean, is the is sort of where it will start for us. Um, yeah, the last three or so years, I've been like inputting myself and my time as a coach and now over lockdown Kobe kind of set myself well there's actually the conversation started between her and I and she said Stevie are we going to make this like your life or are you going to go do other things what's what's the situation and then I kind of came to the decision and said let's let's go for it let's make this the best thing we can and then Bubbles who's also been involved um for the past few years has also put a hand up so um us three plus Sierge, who's just left school, have decided we'll we'll try and um, continue Kobe's legacy that she's trying to start at the Twenty Titans, and um, and with that, try and make indoor hockey sustainable in in the northern region of Kateng. Like, there's so much talent here as well. It's crazy. We wanna we wanna do big things. Um, so yeah, that's where we stand at the moment, Tyron and Derek. We are, yeah. Steve, I've got to ask, because we had Ty allude to it a little earlier, but uh, we need to go in a bit more detail. There's a, a song about you, which fans <laughs> tend to sing whenever you play. Um, are, you, are you able to sing it? I don't want to butcher the song. I quite enjoy the song, but having my voice sing it is just going to ruin it, Derek. <laughs> we, can't, we can't do that. Nonsense. Oh. I, I, I beg to differ. I think uh, everyone would love to hear. For those that don't know it, um, I'm pretty certain. Just hold on. Let me just see something here quick. Uh, I just want to do something here. Okay. There we go. Um Let's just see what we can find here before uh, we try and work it. Uh, here we go. Derek, I've got something. Let's see it, Ty. Oh, Stephen Paulu, you are the love of my life. Oh, Stephen Paulu. I want to meet you. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me stop here. You play too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You've got a heavenly touch. I want to tell you so much At long last night the game has arrived And I thank God I'm alive You play too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you Except Wonderful, <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad the camera's off Because you guys would see how red my face is going right now <laughs> and that, that, that was uh, Quibi from Tony Titan singing that On a live Instagram feed that she didn't know uh, she was going to be doing a while ago. So, uh, Steve, where did that song pop up? How, how did that come? So I was, I was uh, my my final user with Tux. We get on the. That was also the Varsity Cup year. So it was like user was like two months after Varsity Cup, and we'd done we'd won Varsity Cup. So we had really 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 good tournament. Then I get on the field. We're playing our first game. I think against um, NMMU. Um, not having the best game, guys not guys not happy with us. He gave us a nice um, hair dry treatment at the first chucker break, and then I hear someone singing the song, like a group of people. 
and I hear my name getting thrown out. I'm just, I wasn't sure if I could hear it properly, but I'm hearing this, oh, Stephen, Paolo. And I'm like, wait, 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 this can't be, I'm not hearing my name correctly. Surely I'm playing, I care on playing. Then I hear it again. And it's the UCT guys sitting on the side, singing the song over and over again. Oh, and I was like, guys, you're going to ruin my music because a guy is not, I'm not going to hear the end of this from my coach. Yo, now I have, I'm sitting trying to play, not laugh at the same time because I know guys going to have me at the end of the game. But this song is so good. I just sort of jump up and be like, you guys are flipping legends, man. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Um, so yeah, it was the UCT guys. I don't know what it was for. I think they just decided, guys, let's make some banter. And I was the lucky chosen one of the song. So thanks to them for having a good time for making a really, really cool song. Very, very cool. It's the first time I've heard it, I've got to admit. And I completely understand why you weren't keen on singing it yourself because it's, uh, <laughs> it would have been quite weird telling yourself how much you love you. Yeah, it would be a little weird. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, really, really cool. I, I love it when fans are able to participate like that and uh, especially get, get the players involved. And I mean, do, do the other players uh, give you a bit of a ribbing when, when, it's, when it's sung? Um, no, to be honest with you, surprisingly not. People actually join in. It's really catchy. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I've been out once or twice with the guys in, um, in Pretoria and at some stage in the night we'll all end up belting the song out um, so yeah, it's, it actually seems to take on like people buy-ins. It's great. The only <laughs> the only time it was a problem was at the end of USA when I had to um, pay my dues for for having UCT um, sing that song. So in a fans meeting, I was yeah, I had to earn earn the right to have it sung. So that was the only not so great part of it. But yeah, the rest of it, it's it's really cool, man. That is really really cool. And please, please tell me. Uh... They made you sing that song what, during that fines meeting? Um, if I'm honest with you, Derek, I don't think English was even an option by the end of that fines <laughs> meeting. So I'm sure they tried, uh, uh, <laughs> but I just wasn't able to. And, and, and also, to be fair, you probably don't remember. Yeah, if I'm 100% honest. <laughs> uh, all right, Steve, before we, we send you down the... Uh, narrow highway that is the one question quiz i mean we need to obviously wrap it up and, and talk about if you were to put on a dream team indoor hockey so six players on a field what would your dream team be right now and let, let's keep it to players you have either played with or against so uh Ty, let's, let me just get the the parameters it's going to be what five field players and a goalkeeper yeah absolutely Okay, this is hard. Okay, uh, let me. I mean, I mean, you can if if you're brave enough, you put the keeper in a six outfield. Oof, oof, that's a tempting one. Okay, my dream team. I think I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with the the boys from the east. So I'm gonna have a Chaddy there up front, Jethro there at uh, left back, and I'm gonna have to complete the trio there. So I'm gonna put myself up front. Yeah, the, um, the East Strand Triangle. Yeah, you have to have the East Strand Triangle. It's a, it's a, it's a non-negotiable. Um, oh, that's tough. Now I must. Mm, uh, we have to have Lionel Messi there, uh, Jared Jones. Oh, 
Can I not clone? Can I not make? Oh, you know, it's actually. I'm sorry to the keepers, bro. I'm gonna put Muzi as a uh, the one defender, and Dayan's gonna come on there as a sixth man. That is my dream team. I mean, that's that's a a a nightmare team for most people when they think about playing against them. But absolutely, what a, what a dream that'd be! I'd see some guys licking their lips saying, "Give me a crack." I can see some of the old boys trying to have a go at you, but I think it would be a, a pretty, pretty strong team. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I actually took the easy route out because my biggest worry about this team was the goalkeepers. So I've just decided not to choose any of them because we have some ridiculously good keepers. So I've steered clear of, steered clear of them. Um, yeah, because that would be a nightmare pick. We actually asked uh, the... The UCT guys, too, they would make in their dream team. And they said, Stephen Paolo, Stephen Paolo, Stephen Paolo, Stephen Paolo, Stephen Paolo. And uh... <laughs> that's funny because I was thinking my second team was going to be Anton van Lachenberg, Anton van Lachenberg, <laughs> so on, so on, so on. So we're thinking the same things here. Well, from one question yeah, to... And then you... <laughs> yeah. From, from one question to another, and is, uh, it is the last question uh, of the interview, the dreaded one-question quiz. Live in the moment till I die. Okay, so it's a nice, Yo, easy that, one. Der- Derek, I'm just going to interrupt you. That, you got it. Yeah, right. that, that, was, that, that was great. That's yeah? the sound. Yeah, that's the sound. I agree. Okay, so living the moment till you die. Uh, will you live or die with this question, Steve-O? So let's... Uh, Let's have a look. I am wanting to know, uh, there's an artist that has released three albums so far. Really, really good albums. Uh, 2006, he released These Streets. 2009, he released Sunny Side Up. And uh, five years later, Caustic Love was his third and final album. Who am I talking about? Yo, I'm just going to have a guess and pick a name out of the air i'm gonna say sam smith no idea though okay sam smith um okay no but this guy was born in scotland i think sam was born in england uh any more clues and he is of italian origin born in scotland and he's italian origin yeah <laughs> that's confused me more than it's helped me <laughs> where did you get italian born in scotland oh, um let me, let me have a second to think about this. Okay. You've got three, two, one. Go for it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm out. I've got nothing. Oh, man, what a pity. The man I'm talking about is a Scottish-born singer, uh, 33 years old, a brilliant, brilliant singer. Paolo Nutini is his name. Oh, hectic. Hence the link I would, I would, to me asking Yeah, no, I get you. I get you, but I'll never have got that. But I'm going to go look this guy up because he's oh. got a really, really nice first name. Yeah, no, he really does, but he's got some fantastic music too. Um, highly, highly recommended. So, uh, yeah, go listen up, um, but not too much because you've got a lot of uh, practicing to do. As uh, you go from strength to strength in your hockey career, Steve, it's been absolutely brilliant chatting to you. Thank you. Derek, Tyron, thanks so much for having me on your show. It has been an absolute pleasure. I'm really glad we finally got around to doing this. I've been looking forward to it for so, so long. Uh, the pleasure is all ours. You just keep banging away the goals and, and making Chad uh, raise his game all the time. And uh, we'll keep telling the story in any way we can. 
Oh, brilliant. Oh, fantastic. Thanks, Steve-O, man. Listen, have a great day and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, guys. You too. Now, before we go, it would be remiss of me not to play this clip, which I received a couple of seconds ago, actually, from Jason Voigt. Jason, you would have heard mentioned plenty by Stevie during the show. Now, Jason coached uh, Stevie P for many, many years, particularly during his development years, as Stephen alluded to, and this is what he had to say. The young lads were, they were 14 because they had finished under 14 RPT about a month before the men's RPT took place in Randburg in 2011. And we obviously arranged, fetched a couple of them, and we went to the Randburg Astro to watch. And I think it was finals day as well. At any rate, uh, these youngsters all obviously all take shirts to get signed and bags and whatever they, they've got. And I remember that Austin Smith was playing for province at the time, and Princess had set up a little stand in the corner. And after Western Province games, you know, he very willingly and very humbly gave some of his time to sign things and chat to kids and take photos if that was the case. And uh, the fixtures took place and, you know, kids are running around getting sweatbands from provincial players and what have you. And young Stephen Paolo goes up to the princess stand, you know, to what we assume is to just get a something signed, a kit bag, a stick, whatever it was. And he had with him his, his little under-14 Eastern Gauteng Provincial shirt. And instead of asking for an autograph of the shirt, he actually gave his shirt to Austin Smith and said something along the lines of, no, you, you keep my shirt because one day we might be teammates. And I think that that sort of little story summed up the kind of player he was and the kind of player he is. He had this ability to think out of the box and and take chances perhaps that others wouldn't. Needless to say, that whole little story at the time went on Austin Smith's Facebook page and it kind of went a bit viral for a while. And, you know, good comments about this young man, you know, having the guts and the audacity almost, I suppose, to have this conversation with him. But to me, that's coached him for a number of years there's no real surprise. It was a surprise at the time, but not really, because um, when you've seen his development as a player, you'll understand that his ability to think out of the box is is a little bit different to a lot of others. Another one smashed out the park there, Ty. Well done. Yeah, look, I mean, there's there's so many people that uh, the biggest challenge is trying to uh, turn some people away. Well, because we just can't record 30 episodes a week, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's great to hear and it's great to see the work that they're doing in Pretoria with the 20 Titans and, and their uh, commitment to not just developing people, but developing the community as well. I, you know, uh, we love sport, but we love it when sport also changes lives. Yeah, no question whatsoever. Now, I love this backstory to it. it. It's nice when the interviewees are, are willing to speak about stuff beyond the, the hockey field and uh, I mean of course that is usually the case with the, all our guests um, but yeah he wasn't uh, shy to, to share some stories from the past but uh, a great year from the days from Quakers all to um, right at the top of the log which of course is South Africa so that was uh, Stephen Paolo the man who has a fantastic song 
named after him and dedicated to him. Uh, so you can go and listen to that if you want uh, while watching him play live. And uh, hopefully it will be sooner rather than later. Ty, as always, it's been great. Uh, how about you go get us another guest? Yeah, why not? I think I'm going to head over to Ireland for the next one. Oh, excited. Can't wait. Cheers, Ty.